you're standing, we're going to the word of the Lord this morning, 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 5. It reads, And now there was a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. The creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. Verse 2, And Elijah said unto them, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And he said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and thy sons. Everybody say, Shut the door. And thou shalt pour out into those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her. And the Bible said she poured out. Before you take your seat, would you repeat after me my subject this morning? You got enough faith to follow through. Just touch yourself and say, I, I've got enough faith to follow through. Have your seat. Sister Makia, there's a scripture in the Bible that challenges me. There's a scripture in the Bible, Deacon Murray, that when I read it, it makes me a little uncomfortable. And I'm a little reluctant, Elder White, to talk about it because I'm a preacher. And, and, and the Bible says that every word in the, in the, in the book is, is for our edification and for our development. But there's a scripture in the Bible that puzzles me. When I, when I read it, I get a little anxious in myself, Elder Pickett. And I start wondering about my ability to really understand and execute this scripture. Would y'all like to know what scripture it is? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) When we quote the scripture that says, faith without works is dead, it makes me a little uncomfortable. Can I, can I talk to somebody that, that will talk back to me? I said it makes me a little uncomfortable. Because a, a part of my challenge with this scripture is that sometimes I get myself in trouble. And, 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 and the idea of positioning myself to get myself out of trouble through my works drives me nuts. I, I, I don't always know uh, what kind of help God needs to help me. Uh, Missionary Smalls, this scripture troubles me sometimes because I don't uh, always know what kind of works to bring to my faith. 
I'm a little challenged because uh, a part of the way Missionary McKnight that I respond to uh, uh, conflict and things that go on in my life is that I respond to it through common sense. Everybody say common sense. Now you've heard people say that common sense is not really all that common, right? I had to think about this because uh, my brothers and I, shout out to them if they're watching, God bless you, that we grew up in the same house, we have the same parents, we went to the same church, but we don't all think alike. Our our decision making is not the same. Well, let me tell you a little bit about common sense. Common sense is formally called natural logic. Natural logic is, is, is the sum total of the, our experiences, our biases, the things that we think about, our, our, the way that we were raised, the things, the, the values that were inserted in us as we were little children and as we grow, the sum total of our experiences. And so it, 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 it's that realization and that, that, that makes it so hard for me sometimes to bring my works to my faith. Because sometimes my works are padded by my experiences. Y'all not talking to me this morning. Sometimes what I think is the response to the problem that I have is is, is something that I have experienced in life. That's why uh, when the gambler gets in financial trouble, they think about going back to the gambling hall. It's, it's, it's really difficult when you think about it to bring your faith to your works outside of your own bias and your own experience. And so I have a problem sometimes applying that scripture. And I begin to talk to the Lord, honor and respect to the pastor. Thank God for you. I love you so much. God bless you. Let's give our pastor it's difficult for me to, to, to understand sometimes, and I'm just going to talk about myself, what God wants me to do when I'm in trouble. What do you want me to do, Father, when I can't pay my bill? What do you want me to do, Father, when there is sickness in my body? What do you want me to It's hard sometimes for me to understand what the Father wants me to do. And so... I asked the Lord to show me uh, through his word what exactly I should do. How do I bring works to my faith outside of my natural logic? How do I bring faith through my works outside of what my friends think I should do? How do I bring works to my faith when everything around me is challenging the way that I think. There you go, going up to that church again, calling into that prayer line every day. What you really should do, you know how they do, they start telling you what you really should do. Father, how do I decipher what to do outside of the outside influences in my life? Well, the Lord sent me to tell somebody this morning that you have got enough faith to follow through. Come on, encourage your neighbor with those words. You've got enough faith to follow through. What gets in the way of following through? What gets in the way of following through? Think about it. 
When I'm positioned to follow through, when I'm positioned to pray through, when I'm positioned to fast through, when I'm positioned to follow through at work, when I'm positioned to follow through in ministry, what gets in the way? Missionary McKnight, pride gets in the way sometimes. Sometimes we let our pride get in the way. Fear gets in the way. Everybody say fear. fear. Missionary McKnight said make fear homeless. So we need to make fear homeless, praise God. A lack of resources gets in the way of my ability to follow through. Am I talking to somebody this morning? The fear of failure gets in the way of following through. What are people going to think about me being saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost and then failing? Public opinion gets in the way of my ability to follow through. What am I going to do if everybody watching me expects me to, to, to thrive because they know how much I love God and how faithful I am to what he's called me to do? Well, the Lord sent us a little widow woman this morning in the Bible. Everybody say a widow woman. What is a widow woman? A widow woman is an individual who lost her husband. Just give me all a little common sense this morning, a little natural logic. <laughs> this woman lost her husband. And the Bible says that her husband was not just any old ordinary man. He was a part of the sons of the prophets. He was, uh, in, in, in other words, a protege of the prophet Elisha. He walked with Elisha and, and, and worked and lived and studied under the tutelage of Elisha. He was someone um, in, in our common day, you might call him a deacon. You might call him a minister, an elder, or a preacher. You might call him someone who was, was, was committed to ministry and the Lord's house. But the Bible says he died. And not only did he die, but he left his wife a mountain of debt. Everybody say debt. He left his wife a mountain of debt. He left his wife two strong sons and a mountain of debt. Well, I want to tell you that there are five things, and believe it or not, I'm almost done. There are five things that you need to know about, that you need to be reminded of this morning to remember that you've got enough faith to follow through. These uh, five tenets, my prayer is that they help you to uh, wrestle with the stage of life that you are currently in. I pray that these five tenets help you to uh, 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 think through the, the ministry calling on your life, the career trajectory that you have, the relationships that you are a part of. I want to talk about this widow woman who presumably had already opened all of the love tokens from her church. I want to talk about this woman who presumably had already ran through all the money from her insurance policy. Y'all not talking to me. She was in a state of vulnerability. Everybody say vulnerability. And I'm sure that she sat in a rocking chair trying to figure out what is it that I can do with the situation that I'm in. I'm certain that she probably was, like many of us, she thought about her natural ability. 
She thought about uh, 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 the, the, the ways that she had previously gained money. She probably thought about all the people that she'd already asked, but they tapped out on their ability to give. Oh, she was in a very difficult situation. But the Bible says that she hears that the prophet Elijah is stopping by. And she does something that I want to submit to you as one of the most powerful biblical principles that we can think about. The first thing that she does is she asks for help. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, you've got the faith to follow through. But you cannot be afraid to ask for help. Tell somebody else, ask for help. She asked for help. She said, Elijah, you, you see, uh, my husband was faithful to you. Whenever the doors opened, he was there. Whenever you asked him for that love offering, he gave it. Whenever you gave him a command, he did what you asked him to do. And now we are in trouble. Now I have a mountain of debt and they're coming to take my sons. What can you do for me? How can you help me? This widow woman asked for help. Well, I want to submit to you that asking for help is a biblical principle. Because the Bible says in Philippians 4 and 6, be careful for nothing but in everything, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Somebody say, ask for help. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Well, I submit to you that asking for help is a biblical principle. Ask me, how do you know, Elder? James 5, 14 and 15 says, if there be any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Somebody say, ask for help. Hallelujah. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And prayer and the prayer of faith, somebody say the prayer of faith, shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he commit any sins, they shall be forgiven too. Somebody say, ask for help. So she asked the prophet for help. Then the prophet looked at her. Almost as though uh, she was, he was ignoring her actual inquiry. <laughs> he, he, he said, widow woman, what do you have in your house? Have you ever been in a situation where you, you lost something that you couldn't find? And you call a friend and you say, friend, I can't find my keys anywhere. And they start, well, did you look under the bed? Did you look in the car? They start saying things that seem real obvious to you. And instead of them being helpful to you, you get a little annoyed. Who am I talking to? You, you, you wonder, well, of course I looked at my purse. <laughs> of course. Why would the prophet ask this widow woman what she had in her house? If she had some money in her house, then she wouldn't have needed to ask the prophet. 
What conceivably could the prophet have been asking uh, uh, this widow woman to do? I present to you my thought number two, is that God, listen, you've got the faith to follow through. But in order to realize that faith, you've got to look at it another way. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, look again and look another way. See it another way. She probably could have have thought to herself, I've already looked under the couch. I've already looked under all the pillows. I've already called everybody that I know. Why go looking again? But God said that when when, when you put your faith in him, when you put your trust in him, he will open your eyes to see things a different way. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of 1 Corinthians, the the, the, the 27th and the 29th chapter. And this is what God is saying. He said, but God have chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And he have chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things that are despised hath God chosen ye. And the things which are not to bring to not things that are. That no flesh might glory in his sight. In other words, God is doing something miraculous in your situation. That you're not going to see until you see it another way. You, 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 you've been counting on the bank for the money. And God says, see it another way. You, 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 you've been counting on the app for your, your, your next, your spouse. And God said, see it another way. You, 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 you've been counting on, on, on friends and family and those that are supposed to love you. And God said, no, see it another way. Tell your neighbor, see it another way. See it another way. You've got enough faith to see it through, but you've got to see it another way. So the prophet says, hallelujah, to the widow woman. He says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to knock on every neighbor. You, those two boys that you have, I want you to knock on every neighbor's door in the neighborhood. And I want you to ask them to borrow a vessel. Ask them to borrow a pot. And, 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 and I, I started to try to put myself in this woman's shoes, Sister Allen. I started to think about how uncomfortable that would be. You know, you, 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 I thought I already gave you a little love token. You, you didn't get that little love token I gave you when your husband died? You back again? I thought about how uncomfortable it might be uh, to, to, to knock on the door and say, I just, I, 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 don't, I don't have no answers. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I just need to borrow a pot from you. Well, when are you going to bring it back? I, I really, I don't know when I'm going to bring it back. Well, what you going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Listen, you've got enough faith to follow through, but you must Obey God. Somebody say, obey God. Somebody say, obey God. Listen, it doesn't make sense. It's confusing. Listen, Mother Mac Williams, I asked you to help me with my debt. What does that have to do with my neighbor's pot? 
you know, you, 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 it, it, sometimes it can be confusing to obey God. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. It, 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 it's unconceivable. But listen, the, the, one, the Bible says that the woman obeys God. Listen, some of the things that God is unveiling to us and through us in our life, the key to the manifestation is obedience. Listen, listen, I don't care what somebody tells you you should do. I don't care what they said in your prayer partner group, your Tuesday group, whatever they said. Listen, the key to success and following through is obedience to God. It's obedience to God. Listen, I thought about um, all of the things that, 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 that my mother um, taught me, my grandmother. God bless you, Missionary Kip. I know she's watching. Love you. And, and we were um, sanctified Kojic kids. And so there were some things that we were told before we left the house that we could not do that was okay with other people's parents in other places. So, so, so we would get to school and we would see people doing things that conceivably were not bad. And, 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 and we would be like, well, What's the harm of, of, of doing this? And I'm the oldest, so I would always be like, no, we got to do what we were told. And then the, the other kids would get in trouble for things unrelated to what they actually did, but related to what they did. And then mother would say, you know why you didn't get in trouble? Because you did what I said. Listen, you can avoid a lot of heartache. You can avoid a lot of trouble if you just choose to obey God. Just choose to obey God. So, so you've got enough faith to follow through, but you've got to ask for help. You've got to see it another way. You've got to see it another way. And you've got to obey God. Now, the, the, the thing that I love in this text is that, that, that not only, that conceivably I could end there. We could go home and I'm almost done because my time is almost up. Obey God, what, what is bigger than that? But I love what the prophet tells this widow woman to do. He says, when you, after you gather the pots, you and your son, Brother Kemp, come in the house and close the door behind you. Listen, you've got enough faith to follow through, but you've got to close the door behind you. Tell your neighbor, close the door behind you. I wonder why closing the door was important. I couldn't, why does, that, why does closing the door matter? Like, what, what difference does it make whether she did it with the door open or closed? In fact, like, if, uh, uh, Brother Michael, if, if, if she would have done uh, in obedience what the, what, what the prophet said with the door open, then other people would have seen the miracle that God was performing through her. What's the problem with that? And then the Lord began to speak to me, and he said that sometimes outside influences get in the way of our obedience to God. Elder White, uh, we got, let's go up here and see if this woman is doing with our pot. You know, we just look and just like, she's, is this, what is she putting in that? Now, if I would have known that she was going to be using my pot for that, then I would, excuse don't you think it's a little weird that you asked that man for some money? All that, all your husband did for him, 
Oh, how faithful he was. Oh, how all oh, that. And he tell you to go get some pots and now you, you're in the house. Outside influence can mess us up. Let me put it like this. People around you, well-intentioned, loving people, there will be some people around you that do not understand your faith. They don't, they don't, they, they're not going to understand your faith. It's going to look crazy to them. It's going to, they're going to call, they're going to be talking about you. They're going to say, well, she need to go to the insane asylum. Maybe the, maybe the loss of her husband is getting to her head. Like, you, you, you're, are, do you think she's okay? But guess what? Just close the door behind you. Close out the influences. Close out the naysayers. Close out the people that said that, ooh, you, you're not really qualified for that. You can't start no business. You, you, you don't even know how to manage your checkbook. Close those, those people out. Close the people out that said it was inconceivable for you to do what God has called. Close the door. The prophet said, close the door behind you. Because what I'm getting ready to do in your life, the outside influences don't matter. Y'all don't hear me. The outside influences don't matter. And, and, and sometimes we look for the validation of other people, right? Like that's why um, so when I had my little um, reader glasses, sometimes I like to look at it because I didn't want to see how y'all were looking at me. But guess what I'm going to say? Well, thus said the Lord now. I need them glasses to hide behind. <laughs> but, but, but we look for the affirmation and the approval of other people. And sometimes the affirmation and the approval of other people or the lack thereof will get in the way of our faith. Listen, God said, when I close the door behind you, uh, uh, widow woman, nobody is going to get in the way of your blessing. Nobody's going to get in the way of your miracle. Nobody's going to get in the way of your next step. Because what I have for you is for you. So close the door behind you. She said, close the door behind you. Close the door behind you. And so she, she closes the door, and the Bible says that she, she, she takes the little oil that she has. And, and, and th there was no um, evidence that anybody had poured a little oil into a whole lot of pots. There, there, she hadn't heard likely anybody's testimony that, that, that one time they had a little oil and they poured it in a whole bunch of pots. And then she hadn't heard. She was walking completely by faith. Listen, you've got enough faith to follow through. But you've got to ask for help. You've got to ask for help. You've got to see it another way. You've got to obey God. You've got to close the door behind you. And then finally, you've got to pour anyway. Say pour anyway. It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter how little you have. Listen, th this, this widow woman is very interesting because when the prophet asked her what she had, she decided that she was going to communicate the value of everything she had by saying, oh, I just got this little insignificant amount of oil, not enough to make anything of anything, not enough to pay debt, not enough to feed anybody, not enough to do anything with it, just a little bit of oil. That's my entire value. That's what I'm worth. That's who I am. That's what I represent. Just a little bit of oil. Just a little bit of oil. It's not, even, it's not enough to fry a, a piece of chicken. It's just a little bit of oil, Missionary Small. It's not, it's not enough for a, 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 a lot. We're not going to be able to do much with this. This is my entire value, a little bit of oil. And God had plans for that little bit of oil. You know, you know what your little bit of oil might be? Your, your, your little experience. 
Your, your, your little voice that people think is not loud enough to say anything, but God can use your little voice. Your, your, your little potential that other people have questions. Just, it's just a little bit. It's not a lot, but it's enough for God. I said it's enough for God. I said it's enough for God. It's enough for God. And so the Bible says that she started pouring and she started pouring into all the vessels so much until that she looked over at her son and said, we must have some more vessels because I got more oil than I have vessels. Now, you know what's crazy to me? This widow woman, this widow woman, who started with nothing, concerned about her sons being sold into slavery to cover her debt. She started with nothing. And the Bible says that she had poured so much oil in the vessels that, that, that she went and got the prophet and she said, now, now what? You, 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 you had one of those now what experiences? I did what you said, I asked for help, I was obedient, God. now what? And you know what the prophet said to her? He said, bottle that up and sell it. And, and I want you to do two things. I want you to pay off your debt with what you bottled up and then live. <laughs> listen, listen. You've got enough faith to follow through. That idea that has been conceived in your heart, you have enough faith to follow through. And God said, plan. God said, ask. God said, see. God said, what are you willing to do to follow through? It's going to be uncomfortable. Let's be honest. Some people are going to laugh at you. They're not going to understand. They're going to say you're stupid for getting another degree. They're going to say, they're going to talk about you because they don't understand your faith. But you've got enough faith to follow through. You've got enough faith to follow through. She started as a widow woman with nothing. And God made her an entrepreneur. Everyone standing. A part of the reason why this message may not settle with some people is because you're thinking about what you're starting with and not the God that you're starting it with. How much faith do you have? You know what your situation is, your, your struggle. You know what your ailment is. You know what it is. Only you know what it is. Maybe there's some things that you haven't even discussed with other people. But God said he's not going to let you do it alone. It's going to be uncomfortable. People are not going to understand. But you have enough faith to follow through. Let me read this scripture while you're standing. Isaiah, the 40th chapter. The 28th through the 31st verse says this, Has thou not heard, has thou not known, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the earth, fainteth not, he doesn't sleep, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. 
And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be worried, and young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Matthew 7 and 7 says this, very simple admonition. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, everybody say knock, and it shall be opened up to you. Father God, we thank you for the word this morning. We thank you, Father God, for the reminder that we have enough faith to follow through. We pray, Father God, that you would help us, that you would strengthen us, Father God, that you would give us what we need to be obedient to your will, Father God, to trust you in every area of our lives, Father God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the confirmation, the affirmation of what you have said. And we pray, God, that this word would have not fallen deaf ears, Father God, but that individuals would leave here even today, Father God, encouraged and inspired to do what it is that you have called them to do. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you.